morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, May 26th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger. We come to you three times a week and bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We are going to be talking about a passage in the Gospel of Luke on this Pentecost week. But before we begin that discussion, let us begin with a prayer. Our prayer today is from St. Gregory the Great, written in the 6th century. Let us pray. O good Yesu, word of the Father, the brightness of the Father's glory, whom angels desire to behold. Teach us to do your will, that guided by your good spirit, we may come to that blessed city where there is everlasting day. Amen. Amen. Our scripture comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 11 through 13. Listen for a word from God. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Brett, this passage is really about a reticence to ask God for the things that we need. Why do you think we as humans have difficulty asking for things from God? I think that it comes, I think, at least I'll just speak personally, is twofold. One, uh, I think that there is this kind of false humility that, you know, exists in my life. And so if I just don't ask for things, it shows how selfless I am, even <laughs> though I still want those things. Uh, but if I just don't, you know, articulate them, then they, those desires don't may not exist. Uh, and then the second one is I think there's also a fear of what if God says no? And then or God, doesn't answer. Or doesn't answer. Uh, and does that mean God's not there? Does that mean God's not love me? doesn't love me? So... Uh, I I think that's kind of, um, there's an arrogance and a fear that may prevent us from bringing everything to God in prayer. What What do you think? Well, you know, this passage is about knowing how to ask for the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, you know how to give good gifts to your children, meaning that you give them the things they need. You don't give them the things that harm them. Yeah. And so how much more will our Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? I mean, that's what this is about. It mm-hmm. isn't any random prayer. Mm-hmm. But if the basis of our life is that we should be fueled, if you will, by the Holy Spirit, then we are promised that when we ask, the Holy Spirit will be given to us. Maybe not in the way we think, um, but that, that that's what this is about. Well, I th- and I think that's where the, you know, perhaps the fear may come for me of, you know, if I ask for a double portion of the Holy Spirit, then that may mean I have to be super loving and super totally patient away. and <laughs> all those fruits we talked about on Monday. And I, at the heart of all those things means sacrifice. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to have to give something up to be those things in the world. So I have a friend who's a recovering alcoholic, and they told me that when they first went into AA, um, the Alcoholics Anonymous program, they were afraid that if they changed too much, they wouldn't be themselves anymore. Hmm. Like they felt like they would change so much that they'd be like the hole in the donut. There'd just be nothing of them left. Hmm. And I think in some ways I am reticent to pray for the Holy Spirit. Um, because I do worry about losing myself a little bit. Forgetting that, though, the Holy Spirit is part of what created me and will want Tara in the world. It's mm-hmm. not really like I'm overtaken by something totally different. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it's scary yeah. to think about. Well, and, and like, I think that's, that's such a... Sorry, I'm stuck on that metaphor, know, metaphor. Of, of the whole of the whole of the, the donut. donuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just because I love donuts, but because I think it's very powerful. <laughs> of of that is um, that that is a fear that we might lose our individuality or yeah. what what makes us us. Um, and I think that the story of Scripture is that what makes us is that we're beloved children of God, and that's. Um, that's a scary truth because it doesn't require a lot of me. You know, and we all have these narratives we create of who we are. Hmm. And I think the whole of the gospel story is that you aren't who you think you are. You are a beloved child of God. And becoming more of that child does not diminish you. It actually fulfills you in this way. But, you know, I can think, oh, I am Tara, um, you know, I curse too much and I probably eat too much and I like to laugh and all those are things about me. When I'm filled with the Spirit, it's not as if I don't become myself, but it can feel like that sometimes um, because it doesn't fit the narrative I have told myself my whole life long. And and I think what we've told ourselves and perhaps what others have told us as well. And so how important uh, is this in a community of faith to when we're surrounded by a cacophony of noise telling us mm-hmm. one thing all the time to be that still small whisper uh, for the community, for each individual that I think deep down we're kind of sick of hearing all of those things, uh, yeah. whether we realize it or not. Um, but being that still small whisper that points us towards the Holy Spirit and I and an identity and what that looks like. Yeah, I think it would help me if I could remember that bringing more of the Spirit in my life actually makes me more of who I genuinely am, hmm. right? I will, if I am fueled by the Holy Spirit and exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit, then that's actually who God has called us to be. And, you know, the shame of it is I can't always get there for whatever reason. There's a lot of humanity in me. (laughs) You know, I almost, you know, like, well, that's the Tara in me or that's Mm -hmm. the Brett in me. And that's the lie, right? Yes, it is. That's the lie that that, that what's preventing me from being my true self is me. Yes, Uh, you're right. And it's it's not. (laughs) Yeah, this is who we were created to be. And God knew all of this from the beginning. It's just really hard. And I sound like. A crazy person, but I've been reading this book about addiction written by a um, psychiatrist. It's called The Ghost of the Hunger, I think. I'm not getting that quite right. Anyway, one of the things he shows is that in people's lives, we have been um, asserting morality 
to what is most likely a brain chemistry issue, mm. right? So he shows over and over again, people who have addiction problems, he delves into their history and shows that in a lot of ways they didn't have a chance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe they had fetal alcohol syndrome or they have a long history of addiction that has changed the brain chemistry of people going forward. But they don't know that. So what they say are, are you know, you are just weak. Mm. You're a weak person. And so it's interesting to read that and then also think that, Maybe we're all just exactly what we're supposed to be Mm -hmm. Um, and bringing more of the spirit into the world is the the thing that we need to heal more than anything else. And I think that that leads us well into a quote from Zora Neale Hurston's book, Their Eyes Were Watching God, where the character says, two things everybody's got to learn to do for themselves. They got to go to God and they got to go find out about living for themselves. Hmm. Friends, thank you much. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you will join us again on Friday. Now, may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.